This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome, everyone, to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I'm your host, Chaps. And Craig WK. He's here. The man. The myth. The legend. Demon. What was that? What? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. You didn't possess me at all. Uh, I don't... Was- I don't do that. While we're speaking of demons and dark ones, this week, like we did on a previous episode, we're just on a nice evil kick. We're talking about Devil May Cry. Yeah, release. Spooky. Indeed. Released for the PlayStation 2 by Capcom on October 16th, 2001, this hack and slash action adventure game stars the demon hunter Dante, who takes on a mission to prevent the advent of Demon Lord Mundus. I'm sorry, but when you say indeed after I say spooky, it's not spooky anymore. (laughs) Was it really spooky, though? Listen, I said spooky. And Indeed. It, it, yep. See, it, Indeed. it kills the de- the spookiness. Try it again. Spooky. Indeed. Right, I hate you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Devil May Cry. It is a longer-standing series as it is right now. Um, oh, yeah, there's been quite a few games at this point. Yeah, there's been four, I think. That sounds about right. What year did you say this came out? Ooh, 2001. 2001. So this is a PS2 game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, released on the PlayStation 2, exactly. It's right around, I, th- I would say, the height of PS2 era. Yeah, but I mean, the PlayStation 2 was hugely popular. Yeah. Everybody had a PlayStation 2. You know, it was so big. And uh, uh, yeah, by 2001, uh, well, because uh, when did the, uh, the PlayStation 2 would have come out in what? 2000. I thought it was 99 or 98. Oh, maybe it was 99. Let's look it up real quick here. Let's, yeah, let's double check that because I'm curious. Uh, I don't feel like it was out too much longer than 2001. 2000. March 4th of 2000. Wow, it feels like it's been around forever. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was a lo- uh, It was around for a, a long time. But yeah, it started in uh, the uh, holiday season of 2000, uh, at least in America. And... Uh, so uh, by 2001, I mean that would have been around the time when it was starting to like hit the the like the uh, higher levels of uh, uh, you know the uh, popularity yeah. of the system. You know, by then like a ton of like uh, like a bunch of people had it when it first came out, but by 2001, a ton, lot of yeah, a lot of people had it. So this game it's loosely based on the Italian poem, the Divine Comedy. 
um, based on the characters' names and based kind of what the story is about. Yeah, Dante's Inferno, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, the Divine Comedy Dante's Inferno, and Dante obviously is named after Dante Alighieri, Alighieri, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other characters like Virgil are in there. Trish, who's named after Beatrice, uh, Lucia, which is named after Saint Lucy, Trismagia, which is Satan, and. Um, other various characters because in that you have different levels of hell you have different demons you have different kinds of yeah. environments and, and sins that are being portrayed we'll say in, yeah. in, in the in the writing so it's it's very heavily I would say influenced and based on that 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 poem yeah I mean the the thing is though is like uh uh uh, Dante in uh, you know the Divine Comedy wasn't going around killing demons. He was being guided through right. through the pits of hell. He was more of the storyteller of hell. Yeah, he was just the sort device of device to, to explain it. Yeah, because I uh, I uh, if I if I remember right, it's been a long time since I've read uh, the Divine Comedy. But like to the best of my knowledge, wasn't it like he he sort of like woke up and he was just sort of lost, and an angel sort of guided him through? I don't remember. It's uh, been so long because I I think the, he was being guided like to get out of uh, the pits of hell or something to that I nature. I thought he was going to like see somebody or oh his maybe wife that's what maybe. it was. I I I'm not remembering now. Well, now I'm gonna have to look this up. Please do. Yeah, I. But yeah, it, it the, the it at least takes the naming scheme and the fact that it's very you know uh, influenced by the that like uh, Judeo Christian kind of like uh, mythology and stuff you know with like the 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 devils and demons and stuff. Is uh, do we have the a poet finds himself lost in a dark wood, astray from the straight way uh, of salvation. He sets out to climb directly up a small mountain, but his way is blocked by three beasts. He cannot evade. The three beasts uh, taken from a certain spot in the Bible are thought to symbolize the three kinds of sin. Um, mm-hmm. So the different cantos are different things that he's doing. Uh, so Dante gets re- rescued by a figure um, who lived under Augustus in the shade of a poem from Virgil. Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, he just kind of wanders in. Okay, so he so I I take that as you know it's he's. Oh, Virgil's been sent by Beatrice, a symbol of the divine love. Beatrice has been moved to aid Dante by the Virgin Mary and St. Lucia. Um, Rachel, a symbolic of the cont- contemplative life, also appears in the two of them, then begin their journey to the underworld. Yeah, it, it strikes me that if if the opening is that he's in a, a dark wood and he's lost his way from the, the straight path, uh, in in this wording, it means like you know the the a the righteous life, God. yeah, a path to God. It's essentially sort of like a like this man lost his way from the path to heaven, and so he needs to be kind of like you know, Guided. yeah, shown like, hey, this is what could happen, right? You know, if you don't, you know, that that's sort of the way I take that, and so I I think that you know the the sort of like the motifs and ideas you know i think it's mostly like the the naming scheme has just been sort of lifted uh-huh. but you know the idea that it's somebody who has to like you know uh sort of get back on the right track and in this case for dante in the video game you know he has to uh you know prevent the advent of this demon lord but uh but yeah so the the plot is uh uh, kind of over the top and stuff. I mean, like, it does. Isn't the intro to the video game like he like like somebody like like rides a motorcycle into his office or so something it, ridiculous it's real like that? Angsty. It's super angsty. And 
he's just a punk and everybody's a punk in this game I feel like <laughs> everybody's just out to be better than everybody else and be cool the game character the characters try to be really cool yeah the the plot and this is a, a little bit of a spoiler heavy episode uh it, the game's been out for a bit so if, if you if you a bit yeah wild you know 17, 17 years. years uh so the plot involves Dante being tricked into going to a demon filled castle by a woman named Trish who Dante perpetually helps throughout this game uh since she looks like his mother yeah his goal is to avenge his mother's death by killing demons and devils yeah so eventually as he goes through this game uh Dante runs into a demon that uh uh named Nello Angelo who he actually kind of respects who seems to have some honor he fights him multiple times and of course it turns out it's actually his brother yeah. who uh gives the like the remaining half of a necklace to Dante and unlocks his power he gets a cliche sword Dante saves the girl defeats the demon lord and they open a demon hunting office together it's it's open a demon hunting office it's so weird and and like he has the big sword in the beginning, but yeah, it like unlocks more power in this big dumb sword. I don't. I know. just don't. I really like the game. I, I'm 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 mocking it because I really enjoy the style of game that it is, and the story is what it is. It's not. It's not anything spectacular, but I like I have, the illusions and the hints to the divine comedy and stuff. I have concerns, Chops. I just don't feel like we need another devil hunting office out in the world. You know <laughs> There's what? There's just too many. Devils have been persecuted for long enough, Chops. Oh, you're on the other side of this. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just the way I see it is is it's a, it's a bargain that the person willingly makes. Devils just don't go around. Well, these are demons. Oh, yeah, they're chaotic. Nuts to them. Yes. Yes. Sorry, the devils are a little bit more on the uh, lawful side. Right. Yeah, these are demons that they're going after. Yeah, nuts to them then. So you play Dante. Mm-hmm. It's a hack and slash game. It's been known as kind of the the game that has started the series of, what what is it called? Oh, I had it here written down. My lord. I mean, it, it was very... I'm sorry, extreme combat games. So basically, Ooh, extreme um, combat. The subgenre extreme combat. So basically, what that means is you're hacking up and beating up guys with a sword. You're building combos. You have time limits in the rounds. Like you're building up these cool, unique ways to just demolish enemies. Yeah. And you're ranked in a point system on it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I, uh, when I first played this video game, I rented it. Uh, so it was probably about maybe a half year after the game had come out, yep. maybe even a year. And I was like, okay, Devil May Cry. Like everyone's love it, loves this game. Everyone's hyping this game up, and I just could not get into it. I, I'm not that great at it, and I just like I kept dying over and over again, and I couldn't like figure out the combos and so, stuff. And I was just like, oh my god, this is terrible. Craig, do you know why you think you would not be very good at this game? why I think I wouldn't be good at yeah. this game. Oh, I, I don't really know. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. I never really gave it any thought, I guess. So give the game this kind of thought. Uh-huh. So it's a beat-em-up game sure. in the likes of a roaming RPG adventure game. Okay, we'll yeah. Mixed with a rhythm game. Oh, that's, that's why kind I'm of, bad. That's kind of what I think of it as, because you're building combos, you have to hit the bright button combinations in the right order, and you're being graded on how well you do in that combo. Oh my god, it's a rhythm game. You know, it's essentially like a hack and slash rhythm game. <laughs> that's why I'm terrible at that's, it. That's like, why I would think you wouldn't be that great at it and not really enjoy it that much. Yeah, that's that. I think you might be right. I think you're onto something there, Chops, because I have no rhythm. Yeah. Zero rhythm. Zip. 
Yeah. So like zilch. Like in you're being graded A, B, C, or D on how you're doing with a top grade of S, and it's all based on getting the right combos killing the right amount of enemies and fast enough and large enemies and just keeping it going. The best I did on the first level was a C grade. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Well, I won't hold that against you. Thank you. You're welcome. I I appreciated the like the, from what I played, I did appreciate like the monster designs, like the they like They're real the, spooky. Yeah, like the first level is like these Spooky. Indeed. I uh, the I uh, I uh, the 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 first level I remember like there were these weird like marionette looking monsters yeah real real creepy looking I I, I liked the the design like uh, the design of the monsters and stuff I thought that was cool the graphics look pretty solid you know for their time I uh, the you know Dante is designed to be that cliche angsty anti hero yep. you know like leather jacket uh well leather trench coat uh no like no shirt underneath right like it's no he's shirt like, he's yeah, wearing shirtless no shirt. underneath I think leather pants probably yeah leather pants white hair uh-huh white hair like that's sort of like you know sort of flip to the side it's, yeah real, real a little bit flock of seagulls style a, a little, little. Bit. not i think a, it's because of the graphics that could be but i i think that you know that like sort of like that, that sort of like I, I in that era emo started to kind of you know get a little bit more yeah. popular so i think that like kind of like the the emo ver sort of style was getting a little bit bigger absolutely the game is super angsty so and and like you know you have a gauge that starts out when you hit attacks and they start out at dull and they go up to cool bravo absolute and stylish which completely also go with the the feeling of the game yeah it really does and i think there there's a reason why you might like the the enemies in mm-hmm. this game a little bit too is that the game uh was first hinted at in december 2000 i'm sorry december 1999 but it started out as the earliest incarnation of resident evil 4 <laughs> So this was like a prototype for Resident Evil 4. Yeah, it was, and it was you know developed for the PS2, directed by Hideki Kamiya, and produced by Shinji Mikami. Oh, um, now that's a name that's pretty familiar uh, there. You know, after, after, so the producer, Shinji Mikami, requested to create an entirely a new entry into the Resident Evil series. So the fourth series. And it was series. just way too off. And it basically, yeah, it just got out of place. Like, it was cool, and what they were developing just didn't fit the mold of what they were doing for a Resident Evil game. No, not and in the least. they kind of just went into it as a newer in a new a new franchise. Yeah, wow. That it, 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 because they wanted to do they wanted to take the feel of the old ones, but they wanted to have an open world. So you yeah. know, you like you exploring around this environment with all these creepy buildings, these creepy de- dead things. Like, and and I could see this is the beginning of what we got for Resident Evil Four. Because Resident Evil 4 is very open and exploring, and it's completely mm-hmm. different, I would say, than the other series. Yeah. And one of the most popular Resident Evil games. It's hailed as the best. Resident so, Evil 4 is hailed as the best Resident Evil by, I, I would say, probably most people. And I think having this game come out on its own really benefited that game, because then they got to kind of explore that aspect of it that they kind of they kind of implemented the slashing or, or close fighting in yeah. the game but not as directly like cool and stylish as as this game is but <laughs> but it, it Resident Evil 4 definitely benefited from this 
Yeah, I, I would probably say so. I think they probably were able to experiment a bit with uh, Devil May Cry, and they got to see, like, okay, what did people like about this? Okay, they enjoyed this. Well, how can we work this into Resident Evil and make it a little bit more, you know, pleasing to the audience, you know? And, and I think they did a great job with Resident Evil 4. I, I'm not a big survival horror fan. Like, I, yep. I've never been a, a huge fan of those games. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, like, uh, uh, the Devil May Cry series is just so weird and I think you're onto something with the fact that it's like sort of that has that like rhythm game kind of quality to yeah. it and, and the way that they took the game in the beginning was that the the story was based on unraveling the mystery surrounding the body of of the protagonist Tony who is an invincible man with skills and intellect exceeding that of normal people uh-huh. and because of the way that the fixed angle on Resident Evil games was, they couldn't effectively demonstrate the coolness factor that they yeah. wanted or heroicness of the of the character. So they switched that dynamic camera um, it, with rendered backgrounds, and I'm sorry, instead of rendered backgrounds. And what they ended end up doing was, since they had this whole thing placed in this like kind of hell story based on the divine comedy Mm -hmm. they went to europe and they spent 11 days in the united kingdom and spain photographing things like gothic statues and pavement pavers and textures so that they could build this kind of world for the for the character but again yeah it just didn't work out so and and it's it's cool because in resident evil 4 and i know i'm talking about a game of we should probably have its own episode for if we didn't already do it which i don't remember because i don't remember anything uh well we haven't yet perfect um <laughs> like in resident Evil 4 it's very much like villages like it's really rich in its environment yeah and again this game i think really helped pave the way for that so uh kind of focusing back though on devil may cry i really enjoyed this game i played it a lot growing up i borrowed it from a friend of mine who mm-hmm. introduced it to me uh the series to me and i just was absorbed like dedicated to playing it and I was not great at it in the beginning mm-hmm. and then I got to a point where I got stuck I couldn't beat this boss and so like you could power up your guy mm-hmm. you could you know, you have two guns that you shoot that are really fun to use uh-huh. it's just like they're unlimited ammo oh that's great and I just got to this point where I couldn't beat this boss and it was driving me bonkers in Devil May Cry 1 in Devil May Cry 1 and I, I was getting f- so frustrated and then eventually I don't think I cheated on it. I think I did beat it, but I, like I had saved at a spot where like I wasn't set up well, uh-huh. and so like I had to backtrack a bit, uh. and then beat the boss. I finally beat the boss, and I beat the game, and I immediately bought the second one because I got this a little bit later after the ser- series oh, okay. started. But I really enjoy this game just because it's one of the first times I got into a hack and slash game, and mm-hmm. it's one of those games that define my PlayStation moments or PS2 moments um, because it's also led me into wanting to play God of War, and, oh. and I think this really helped the popularity of that game um, because, I mean, even though it came out many years later, it kind of helped define that, that hack and slash like thing that people really like, like Dynasty Warriors did too. I think those yeah. two really accompanied those things. I could see that. Now, here's a question for you, uh, Chaps. Do you remember what boss it was that gave you so much trouble? I just remember it was like in a dark cave. It seemed like underground mm-hmm. off of a cliffside, and it was a guy with these chains on a door, I think. Oh, and it had to do something with, like, you had to beat, like, certain parts of it to get the chains to break, and then the door would open. I, th- I think that's what it is, but okay. I can't remember for sure. 
No, no. I mean, I I only got to through the first level. I never got any further because I suck so bad. <laughs> I couldn't do a dang thing. I mean, it's okay. Now you know why. Yeah, now I know why. I I always, you know, and it was I I I you know, this is me admitting it. Uh, on Legend of Retro, I was a little ashamed, you know, because people oh, were like, really? well, people were like, you know, oh, this game's great. Like, it's a lot of fun. Hack and slash. It's great. And like, I just couldn't get the mechanics down and I just I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't get into it. And it was like, man, maybe I'm not that great at video games. Yeah. But really what it is is I'm just not good at rhythm video games in in any way shape or form no even when they're in a hack and slash adventure in a minor capacity not great zero rhythm it's okay Greg we all don't have to have everything you know I clearly don't that's right I don't have rhythm games I mean, it's you. You well then make up for it in other aspects of your game playing. So, oh, good. so that's you. good. And um, yeah. So I don't know what else to say to you. Do you want me to keep uh, making you feel feel good about it? Keep making me feel good, chops. Um, <laughs> you're basically one of the villains in the game. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Demon Lord. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds um, about right. There's also a cool ability called the Trigger ability, which Dante just kind of like freaks out and becomes super powerful for a, a period of time. And you're angst. Some really cool stuff. The it's power so of angst. It's so angsty. And so, like, I, I really enjoy this game. There's not a lot to it. The story-wise, you could probably go into more detail. We could probably go into more detail on it, but honestly, uh, I don't want to. I because, like you because you look like my mother. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> that's kind of weird, right? It is a lot of angst. That's something you don't admit. Like that—that that could be something you have the feeling. Her. It's that. Well, he likes her, but not like that. I think it's just like it's that that warm feeling he gets, not the love feeling. So know? it's a different kind of. It's not a romantic love. I don't think it is. Okay. No, I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> It'd be weird. Um, yeah, now I don't know what to talk about. Um, let's, you want to talk about the music of the game, I guess? Or here, I got, I got something. So there's some speed runs of this game. Oh yeah, yeah. Surprise, give us the speed. Surprise. Yeah, give us the speed run info. The any percent normal run on this game uh-huh. is by O underscore Yami underscore O. Oyamio. Oyamio. And I played it on the PC, beat it in 38 minutes and 18 seconds. 38 minutes? Yeah. Wait, the PC version? The PC version. Is there like a big difference between them, do you think? There, there might be a difference as far as like load times go, maybe? Oh, maybe know. that's it. Maybe it's it's faster loading on the PC, so they chose that. Mm-hmm. And it was 38 minutes? 38 minutes. And there's a 100% run of this as well, because there's different power-ups and things you can get. And he has the first place record for that as well, the same guy, at an hour and 18 minutes and 40 seconds. I think that's how long it took me to beat the first level. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I was real bad. Yeah, that is bad. Real bad. There is a Devil May Cry HD remix that you can get online that has the first three. And I got it, I think, for free as a Prime member through uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. uh, Through Twitch. Because the you have that they have that partnership, oh, okay. so I got the whole collection for free. So um, I just played it the other day, and um, I might go back through and play them all again. I'm not sure. Well, That'd be a lot of fun. I uh, won't ever play them because <laughs> uh, it would just like if you were to watch me play it, chops. It would just be you sitting there being like, "Craig, can Craig, we play something else?" Yeah, just go back to an RPG, please. RPG platformer fighting game. There's a lot of other uh, games that I'm I'm okay at, yes. but uh, but not not rhythm based beat 'em ups. No, no. 
All right, so let's get into some music here. Yeah. So it's like the game, angsty, creepy <laughs> music. I like oh, I like when we use angsty a lot. It's it's. I mean, this is a game that is real angsty. Yes. So the music was composed by uh, a team of people: Masami Ueda, Masato Koda, and Misao Senbongi. Uh, Ueda worked on Resident Evils 1 through 3, Okami, and Bayonetta 1 and 2. Koda mm-hmm. worked on Monster Hunter 1 and 2, and the upcoming Fire Emblem 3 Houses that is oh, not okay. released yet as of uh, this recording. It is the uh, Fire Emblem game that's coming next year for, for the, the Switch. Switch. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then uh, Senbungi worked on Resident Evil 4. So the this team has has been really really heavy on the Resident Evil games and uh, Capcom in general, uh, like monster, the Monster Hunter games. Now, uh, uh, Chops, why don't you go ahead and uh, play us uh, one of the songs? Uh, we've we've chosen a few here. So we've, what's the first one we, we have? We have up? three songs here. We're gonna go with one of your first ones. It is the Ultraviolet Nello Angelo battle. And um, this is one of the battles for against Nello Angelo that that Dante has. Because I've not gone through the game, I, I just know the soundtrack. I can only imagine they're fighting in a rave or a discotheque or something. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> but it definitely sounds like it. This game is of its time. 2000s, early 2000s. Uh-huh. Super people are super into rave and electronic music. We had a program, like a software uh, on mm-hmm. my computer where you can make music and it was had like weird techno beats and stuff that you can mix in and uh-huh. drop and drum beats and it reminds me of this. Oh, that's great. Terrible songs we would make, my brother and I. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just like, this also reminds me of Blade for some reason because I remember Blade movies having a lot of heavy techno stuff into uh-huh. it. And it's vampires and like a lot Darkness. of like a lot of like s- demonic, satanic, whatever like j- themes or mm-hmm. things like that in the two thousands had techno behind it. Yeah, you're right. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I felt like had like a lot of techno or electronic music with it. Uh, Blade. I uh, the uh, what is it called? Uh, the the last what's it called? The last vampire. Uh, there was a uh, like an anime movie that I uh-huh. think was it was uh, about this like vampire girl who like slayed like other vampires or something or maybe she was a half vampire but I think it had music that was sort of technically like that yeah, too like it's just weird that this stuff is like I don't know why oh, it was that. I think it was Blade of uh, no not Blade of the Immortal shoot I'm I'm gonna I'm blanking on that anime name shoot I'll I'll think of it uh, at some point I'm sure uh, or never 
one or the other or never <laughs> or never maybe it'll be uh, something in the discord i uh, drop at a uh, later date there maybe uh but i uh, so what's the next song we have up here Chops? we've got here psycho siren it's a middle boss battle it's one of those small mid bosses that you fight on the way to uh through the level so uh this one's this one's uh interesting as well I got a great idea, okay? Bear with me. What if we use the siren as an instrument? <laughs> That's what they're thinking was for this song. Uh, the the <laughs> listeners can't tell, but uh, uh, while the song was going on, Chops had taken his shirt off and grabbed out glow sticks and started uh, I drew uh, drew a bunch of weird symbols in black, uh, black light ink or whatever, <laughs> and I turned the lights off so I get, and turned on a black light. <laughs> So oh I man! Glow. I it, and I wore and I had a pacifier in my mouth. I, I, I make the claim that you can't not smile while you're listening to that song and not allowed to speak. Right? Because like, we're just sitting here, and I just I like I had to like move away from the mic and crack up because it's just so ridiculous. It's just a bunch of siren sounds <laughs> as an instrument. Oh, it's so ridiculous! But it's in it, like, and by itself, it's completely ridiculous. Uh In the game, it fits. It it does. Yeah, I can see that. It's really funny, but it's just like trying to conceptualize this song outside of playing the game. It's very difficult. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm sure it was probably like uh, uh, one of them. It was like uh, uh, one uh, was super into this music. Yeah, like Coda. Coda was like, you know what, guys. We need more sirens. And the other two are like, what? I beg your pardon? And he's like, and he's sirens. Like, Don't worry, I already got a mix track out. And he's like playing on the keyboard these different <laughs> siren sounds. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is great. We need all of those noises. All the sirens. <laughs> oh, God. All Police, right. ambulance, fire truck, all the yeah. sirens. Jeez. All right. This last one is your other pick. So <laughs> I listened through the soundtrack. Hear me out. Hear me out. I listened through the soundtrack, and this is the the end. This is the end credit roll. But the it ha- like for whatever reason. And, and what would you imagine the end credits roll being like with this? Since you never got there, what do you think is going on there? Well, I I, I know the plot of the game because okay, I had to read right. up on it. But uh, if I had to wager a guess, uh, like if 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 you had asked me after I played the the first level like with these creepy puppets and it's angsty and dark i would have been like well you know what i bet the end credit music is going to be like i don't know real real like dark and like morose morose yeah very very moody like that if i had to wager a guess so the the song itself includes clips i can only imagine are from the ending or or from parts of the game so it starts real weird so bear with us but we'll go ahead and give this a listen. The the what is the full title of the song, Chops? Dante and Trish, Seeds of Love. Okay, great. 
Where's the place? We'll be right there. This one has the password. Sounds heavy. Okay, let's get it over with in 10 minutes. Yeah, let's see one of the suckers live. Five minutes. <laughs> More than enough. really like the music i don't quite understand why they like even in like the the soundtrack of the game they include like the clips from the ending where they're i don't know like in their demon hunting office i, I think they're on their way to like bust down a, a demon club or something like that <laughs> maybe club. i don't know we don't have clubs chops you're a devil you're you're part of the devil group of that a little bit of column A, a little bit okay, of column right. B. You're a fiend otherwise. <laughs> yeah, anyways. fiend. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So uh, it's weird. It starts off real like with the shaft music, it sounds like, in the beginning. That like... I can dig it. Yeah. And then it's just real cheesy writing. <laughs> and the writing is not great. It's just... The song is... Oh, embarrassing! It, it almost like the it, without the intro part, I don't think it's quite as embarrassing. Right, but with it, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. It, but I, I don't know why, but I like that like kind of like mellow, sort of more upbeat kind of music, which you don't really get a lot of in this game. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like it's sort of a weird juxtaposition, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I enjoy the the soundtrack to the game. I couldn't get into the game myself, but uh, but I mean, I will say it is it was very influential and ended up like you know uh, spawning a bunch of sequels. Four in the series. There's a ton of games like yeah, God of War inspired by it. It's uh, it's a important game I think in in history, and I mean, it got a lot better in two, and then three was okay. Four was awful. Oh, that's kind of depressing. Yeah. I know that uh, his like brother ends up coming in as like the main character in one of them. He like comes back. He's not a demon anymore, or is a demon? Something weird. I don't it know. It's real convoluted. Dante's in uh, the uh, some of the newer uh, Marvel versus Capcom games. Yep. Uh, I don't remember if he's in the newest one. I think he is. Maybe it is the newest one he's in, but not any of the others. I don't remember. I know he was in one yeah. of them. Yeah, he's he's in one of those. Maybe a couple of those. I'm not remembering right now. Uh, for it's, our, a, it's a famous Capcom title. Like they like to yeah. use the crap out of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was pretty big to do for them. I'm sure it made them a, a, a pretty decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, good on them for that. Uh, now, uh, Chops, is there any other uh, uh, things you wanted to touch on for? This game? This game? No. I, I like it. You should play it. Good enough for me. Uh, now, before we get to our retro relapse, I did want to make sure that we can chat about uh, one of the other shows on our network. Yeah. 
we could talk about how about let's talk about noobs and dragons Ooh, you know i i didn't want to plug another one of my own shows but i'm glad you brought that up it fits the theme uh craig wk does a wonderful masterfully done job as our dungeon master in noobs and dragons where myself grimlock and jazzy play the characters alistair Jendar and Tilly. Yeah. On our first Dungeons and Dragons adventure. And yeah. Craig is a twisted man. And um, <laughs> I'm glad that he doesn't play techno music while we're playing. <laughs> okay, if I only I could. Yes. If only I had the rights to that techno music, I'd play it all the time. No, uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, the, for, for Chops, Grim, and Jazzy. Uh, they had never done a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. They they had only done like little mini adventures, mm-hmm. or or maybe played it like a neighbor's house when they were a kid or something. They they didn't have a lot of experience with it, and so it was great to be able to uh, uh, craft up this adventure and just really put you guys through the ringer. It is a it is a ton of fun. Uh, they uh, uh, basically it's a uh, uh, which. Typically, when we reference the show, we just talk about how it's just Dungeons and Dragons, and we leave mm-hmm. it at that. But basically, the adventure starts. You know, if you want to go to episode one, give it a listen. But the adventure starts with you guys being given a dream journal by mm-hmm. a, uh, a companion, a, a benefactor of yours, and apparently she's had weird nightmares, and she she wants to give it to her friend who's a magic user to analyze the book. And from what starts from there is this giant adventure into like what's going on. Something terrible is happening in the region. Like there's these dark things happening and there's the shadow of some being some person who's sort of pulling strings in the region and trying to do some nasty stuff. Yeah. So it comes out every Wednesday. Listen to it. There's a ton of fun, super compelling and engaging story. And we have a lot of cool behind the scenes content on Patreon, patreon.com slash games of media, where you can kind of hear our thoughts on certain parts of the story and some cool things that you do. Um, Interviews with us, how you come up with things as well as your blogs that could accompany all this information. It's a, it's a ton of fun. Uh, If, if, if you're a fan of, of, Chops and myself, uh, Xander unfortunately is not a part of that show. Uh, but uh, yeah, give it give it a listen. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't already. Now, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. All right. So this week we played a game that I discovered and shared on our social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um. As an NES game, it is called Kid Clown in Nightmare World. Not Nightmare World. No, Nightmare. Mayor. Yeah. As in, like, the mayor of a town. Mayoral. Yes. Mayoral World. (laughs) (laughs) Nightmayoral World. Um, It's also known as Mickey Mouse 3 Balloon Dreams. Yeah. So, Kid Clown in Nightmare World is uh, a really interesting game, I uh, because it's a part of like the, what's called like the Crazy Castle series, yes. where it's a series of games made by uh, Chemco, right? Yes, Chemco, and uh, they uh, over in Japan they had made a Mickey Mouse game, and they didn't have the rights to Mickey Mouse in yeah. America. Capcom, Capcom owned it. Yeah, Capcom was the were the big shots uh, uh, playing around with uh, uh, you know uh, Disney in America. And so they just slapped whatever they could on it, and they made it a clown. Yeah, probably because you shoot balloons. He throws balloons out, and uh, he can't jump on guys either. Oh yeah, I don't think he no. can. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's a fun game. It's surprisingly fun. Like, I I've thought- never played Mickey Mouse. 
uh, three Dream Balloon. So I'll, I'm sure it's probably exactly the same as that. I'm sure it is. But yeah. it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's really. I I didn't think it would be as fun as it was. I I feel like uh, a few things with the controls I felt were a little awkward. Like when you throw the because Kid Clown throws like these balloons that like blow up, mm-hmm. and so when you throw the balloons, they have kind of a weird trajectory. They have kind of an odd arc to them. Yeah, if you if you tap the button, they arc faster. If you hold it down, he throws it straighter, and if you hold over when you throw it, he throws it faster. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd. And like the other thing too is like if you're holding one of your balloons and you jump, you float. Yeah, and I died at a part where I was like, why can't I get past this jump? And then I realized, oh, I'll just hold the balloon and I'll yeah. float over. And I was like, that's a really neat mechanic. It is. And you can also, if you hold down and you press the the button to throw the balloon, you can set it down in front of you. And then you can jump on it, and you'll get a huge jump off of it. There's a, a surprising amount of depth to Kid Clown in Nightmare World. Yeah. You you would think that, like, looking at the game is just like, all right, just another one of those, like, NES platformers. There were, they were a dime a dozen back then. There were so many platformer games on the Nintendo. It was ridiculous. And Kid Clown in Nightmare World is actually... A fun it's pretty good it's a fairly colorful game uh the plot is stupid it's weird (laughs) you're in a family of clowns basically and uh you're you're in a circus and you're going on your way there to perform when you meet a magician nightmare um and he asks kid clown to help him open up a treasure vault but kid clown uh having been warned about the evil magician by his parents refuses and nightmare kidnaps his family dares him to follow him to get his family back so here's a question for you chaps do you think that uh nightmare is the mayor of night like he is the he is the the elected official of the night i no i think it's like a title he put on himself is like i'm the night mayor like like, you can't like put I that run title the, on yourself. I, I run the night because I'm a magician. Mayor is an elected official. I know it Somebody is. Somebody in the world of darkness thought, you know what? This guy really knows his stuff. He's an evil wizard. He, he's trying to like kidnap clown families. You know what? He's real, real rotten. I would vote for him. Yeah, you would vote for him, wouldn't you? I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. You would vote for him. He kidnaps clowns. <laughs> he, he he makes the, the, the profession of happy performers, he, can, he makes them sad. Oh, gosh. Like a velvet painting. You're a terrible person. <laughs> I, he, got, he got my vote. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, you're, you're voting in a, a, an elected official of the, the world of darkness, I mean, you know. Like, do you like, do that often? Are you a registered voter in the world of darkness? Sure, every four years. Why? <laughs> We're not going down this road. I mean, it's just, listen, Chops, it, it's not, just because it's evil doesn't mean it's chaotic. Evil and chaos are not synonymous with each other. You can be evil and lawful. And you know what? You got to have elected officials because you're just going to let somebody who just like 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 kidnaps everything just going to let them run the show. No, you got to vote them in. Well, there's someone higher than him anyways. Well, sure. There's, there's, there's your night senators, night, night governors, governor. and then your night president. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> anyways, so the music in this game is great. It's it, actually legit. It was composed by M. Takanaka and Hiroki Masuno or Masuno. Uh, um, I don't know what they're from or what their r- range of work is. Do you know? Uh, not offhand. Uh, uh, for Retro Relapse, we tend to just sort of jump right into it. We don't do a lot of prep work for Retro Relapse. No, but this game it has a lot to it. It actually kind of does. It, it, this might be 
this might be one of those retro relapse games where we have to revisit in the future. Yeah. There's a lot to this, but I will say, when you think, and I don't mean this is in a uh, disparaging way, in the least, so so do, do bear with me, but when you think, like, cliche Nintendo music, it it might be Kid Clown. Like, there, there is but just good, something synonymous. Good. Yeah, yes. it's just very synonymous with the Nintendo. It's sort of upbeat. It's got a, a, a lot of, like, uh, charm to it. It's it, Let's go ahead and listen to a track that you chose real quick. Yeah, this is uh, Terrible Toyland, Stage 2. not a perfect song no it's it's real short it's a loop and it reminds me of a weird mix of like bart versus space mutant soundtrack <laughs> it does. meeting like and i guess a, a mickey game like or, or i don't know what other kind of game would compare it to or adventure island yeah like maybe a little it's, adventure it's just island weird like it's got the, the regular tones but it's got the two like the chip tune beats to yeah. it it's 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 really well done it's really well done it, it is you wouldn't think Kid Clown in Nightmare World would have no. a, a legit soundtrack. You look at the cover, you're like, what? You start up the game, you're like, there's a clown waving at me with blue hair. What is this going on? And then you start the game, and it's the clown family standing in the rain, <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's so weird. Uh, we spent a lot of time on it, though. So, yeah. so uh, overall opinions of this game, I really enjoyed it. I'm giving it a solid 8 out of 8. 8 out of 8? Because Wow! It's, I, it's there a, have not been many 8 out of 8s. It's a good platformer. It's got great music. You play the first level as if it's a normal world, and then you play the first level again in the nightmare world and you get like oh he's messed things up and this is what it's going to be like and there's weird power-ups there's a weird bonus stage it's endless continues it's just it's a fun platformer to play i give it a seven out of eight i i think that it was very solid it was it i i honestly if i had a lot of time to play i might end up giving it a six out of eight i think the seven out of eight might be just the sheer surprise really just like just the fact that it's like oh this game is this good like why is it this good why am i giving it an eight out of eight yeah i shouldn't give it an eight hey no stick by your guts no no now that i'm thinking about it i'm trying to think of i'm comparing it to other games i would give eight out of eight and that's not fair to those other games. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with seven out of eight on this. Yeah, I think about it. I, I think a seven out of eight is 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 uh, uh like trying to look at it as it objectively as possible. It would maybe even be less. But like, man, it was surprisingly fun. I honestly, I, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I would have maybe been, you know available to to record a little sooner today if i hadn't been playing this morning oh well what did you get to any of the bosses i beat a, a couple of the bosses yeah they i were ended up pretty easy but they, they were, were fun yeah the the owl was kind of difficult at first i did die the first time because yeah. i was just like what's with all these feathers right. and then i was just dead and i was like ah crap yep uh but yeah uh, i i i thought the the mechanics of the game were fun i thought that the levels were a little short but i i felt like that was almost kind of nice it just sort of it, there was a brisk pace to it you know yeah um the fish did you get to the fish at all no i did I not fought, do the I fish a, a fish with that like the light on his head it was fun oh um, that's cool an angler fish yeah 
And and one thing I do want to say is that the <laughs> the magician enters. Did you see what he what they said he was doing? They were very descriptive in the text. Oh yeah, uh, what was it? It's like he he goes to the portal and it's like he like the laughter of nightmare is like maniacal or something that, like that. that. But the first thing that he does when he enters is he's evilly twisting his mustache. <laughs> I'm like, that's the perfect way to set up this character. Listen, Chops, some mares in the light world of light kiss babies. <laughs> if you're in the world of darkness, you uh, twirl your mustache menacingly. Oh, God. It's it was, just, it comes with the territory. It was great. I really enjoyed this game, and I hope to play it more. Yeah, it was it was definitely worth playing. I it was a uh, when you had uh, put that on social media like Facebook, the the Kid Clown and Nightmare World. I was kind of like, man, Chops is reaching. He doesn't even know what he's doing anymore. But uh, you found a gem. I did. I was surprised. Even the glitch didn't know about this game, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" I'm glad to educate you too. Yeah, absolutely. It is. This is absolutely worth playing. This is a, a surprising amount of fun. It was. Uh, it, it's yeah. We. I, I. I dare say I recommend it more than I do Devil May Cry. Right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I. It's. I. It, yeah. I. I wasn't a big Devil May Cry guy. Cry guy. Anyway. Yes. Uh, anyways. <laughs> But a hit kid clown in Nightmare World is... (laughs) Mayor World. Mayor World. All right. Well, let's get into our uh, music bracket for this week. Now, uh, our first contender here is uh, uh, definitely a popular hit. It is Contra Stage 1. The game Contra was composed by Hidenori Meizawa and Kiyohiro Sada. Now, the uh, soundtrack for Contra is really great. Definitely an exciting soundtrack. And uh, I think stage one sort of, you know, kind of encapsulates what Contra is all about. And uh, so let's go ahead and give it a listen.
All right. Now, our next song is uh, definitely a fan favorite, and it is a, uh, I think it's a song that's going to really go far in this uh, competition. Uh, I I think uh, Contra Stage 1 is definitely a great song, but going against it, we have The Moon from DuckTales. Now, this game was composed by Hiroshige Tonomura. And, I mean, this is definitely one of the classic Nintendo songs, and despite what Chop says, it is definitely a favorite amongst pretty much everybody. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. everybody. Uh, those are our two songs uh, for uh, this week's Nintendo Music Bracket. Uh, make sure to go ahead and join us on Facebook so that you can go ahead and uh, uh, make sure that you can you know put in your vote. Uh, as far as that goes, you can also, of course, reach out to us on the Discord and let us know you know what uh, uh, Nintendo games you think that we might have glossed over on the, uh, the old NES Music Bracket. Uh, but I uh, Otherwise, uh, make sure to you know put that vote in there, and uh, feel free to even share it around. Uh, feel free to, uh, to let other people uh, go ahead and you know uh, uh, experience the joy of Nintendo music. And I think that I uh, we should really listen to the campaign slogan of Nightmare, which is less Devil May Cry and more Kid Clown. Is that it? Is I that think, the slogan? That's a slogan. It's his platform. He's I think that on. is. I think that is. I'm for stealing families, <laughs> getting treasure, and twirling my mustache. Yep, he's the very pro twirling mustache. Those three pillars of his campaign. <laughs> yep, I think so. 
All right. Well, if you enjoy this show, listen to the Gamezilla podcast on Mondays live on Twitch, 7 p.m. Eastern time at Gamezilla Media uh, back or backslash sorry Twitch.tv backslash Gamezilla Media, and you can listen to the podcast on Tuesdays. That's when they post it. Uh, it's where Jazzy J Dead Eyed and Test, um, or sorry Grimlock Jazzy Dead Eyed and Test. <laughs> Um, talk about current gaming news and games that they've been playing, and you get all your your gaming fix in this present moment uh, from them. Yep, uh, but if you need the past, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. But go on iTunes, tune, or, tune, uh, tune in radio, Stitcher, share our podcast, rate, review, all the things you can do. It helps us get attention and bring more fans in. Got to spread the word of Legend of Retro. That's right, twirling your mustache evilly. <laughs> I wish that I had a uh, long, thin mustache that I could twirl. I feel like I'm, and I literally am imagining you right now in a large top hat with a black overcoat mm-hmm. and a suit with a twirling mustache, and I feel like in an alternate reality that is you somewhere. I think that's uh, the, oh, I was going to say it's the evil version of Craig, but uh, no, that's like the night, that's the, the... <laughs> the pure version of Craig. He just looks super <laughs> evil and like But I'm like actually a decent evil, guy. But then you're you're the evil one where you look super unassuming and a normal guy. Yeah, I, I, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh uh a good Craig actually looks like a villain and yes. people are like, "Man, that guy looks like a creep." And he's like, but he's no, like guys, helping I'm, children yeah. getting to charities and all sorts of stuff." He like he like gives it like, you know, shelters yep. and like, you know, volunteers and stuff and uh doesn't steal people's souls. What a chump. Oh, God. All right. I think we're good for this episode. Good Craig's an idiot, and I'm calling him out right here. Good Craig is, uh, you know what? He's never going to be mayor of Nightmare World. You don't know. He might be because he's so good. No. You know what? He he, he may have sunshine. The, he's sunshine mayor. <laughs> sunshine mayor? The mayor of sunshine. Yes. Okay, yeah, maybe that. He's he's not going to be the, the mayor of Nightmare World, though. All right. I won't concede that position. Right. Well, thank you for listening Uh, to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We will catch you all next time when when the the legend legend continues. continues.